0: Everyone, and welcome to the Periodic Table, Episode 20. Those bags are pretty small. Our first Florida free episode, recorded April 12, 2012, and brought to you by Element Opie Productions, elementopie.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Periodic Table, Episode 20. That means we've been doing this for five months now. Wow, Hard to believe. that should be against the law or something. Uh, we have more fun than should be allowed. So uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Glad to have you uh, with us. We, uh, we mean that, truly, honestly. You're the reason we do this. So anyway, uh, bringing uh, this episode 20, we'll talk about the 20th element in the periodic table, which is calcium. This is the calcium episode, uh, elemental calcium is a gray, silvery type metal that's really hard um, and uh, makes up roughly 3% of the Earth's crust by volume. It's the fifth, crazy. fifth most abundant element. However, like so many other elements, it's never actually found in its pure elemental state. It's always bound bond, bound with something else, at least here on our planet, uh, usually limestone, gypsum, fluorite, things like that. So there you go. That's all there is to know about, or all we're going to tell you anyway, about calcium. Milk, it does a body good. And with us the, with me this week, my name is Mark. Hi. Uh, to do this show is a couple of uh, perennial favorites that you're gonna know, and a newcomer. So we'll start at the top, Mr. Aaron Butler, the former fat guy. Hi, Aaron. What's going on?
1: I'm happy to be back after a couple of weeks off. Um, excited to be here and ready to talk about things that don't matter to anyone.
0: Yeah, well, they should matter. These are important news stories of the day. (laughs) And we're doing the media's job by not telling the stories, by telling the stories that they don't. Also this week, we have back Mr. Sean Keibel, the uh, tightwad tech number two. Number two.
2: (laughs) I'm number two.
0: (laughs) Hi, Sean. How are things?
2: Oh, it's great. I'm glad to be here, as usual.
0: And a newcomer to the ranks uh, was just on uh the his first show this week and wanted to come back and do it again mr cory knapp who is uh just some guy who said hey put me on the radio hi cory hi how's it going <laughs> good good glad to have you aboard thanks i'm glad to be here so uh cory was on the uh tightwad tech show this week we did a listener spotlight as we are wont to do and he came on and uh uh, in the course of the show, said, uh, "Hey, I'd like to do a periodic table sometime." And I said, "How about tomorrow or whatever it was? It was, you know, it was two days from today." And he said, "Sure, I'm game." So there, that's how we roll here at the periodic table. We oh, rounded yeah. up. We rounded up hosts literally five minutes before the show starts. So we gave Corey a couple of days. That's more notice than most people get. So, uh, before we get to the hard hitting news of the week, uh, I wanted to tell something. Now, this is something that you can find. I didn't, I didn't put it in the notes because, uh, it's a video and this is an audio podcast, but just do a uh, Google search for, um, man texting and bear and you'll find what I'm calling man walks into a bear. It's uh, it's in California, Southern California. There's a a wild bear who wanders into a neighborhood, and a, a police, or not a police, but a news helicopter is following them. And you can hear like uh, morning uh, people bantering as they're talking about. Clearly, it's it's sort of a news sort of thing. They're talking about how he, you know, he's he's into trash cans, or whatever. And then in the shot comes this guy walking along with his head down and his thumbs up, texting the whole time. And he gets within. Four to five feet of the bear before he notices it's there. And then he does the the classic cartoon ah! and jumps up and runs away. And it's it's you know, it's only like five or six seconds, but it's funny. And it's I'm calling it Man Walks into a Bear.
1: That's hilarious.
0: So Google that, find it, and and you will you will laugh at his that what makes it funny is that any one of us would do that. I mean, you 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 have complained about people. You know, if that if what would happen if there was a car or, or an accident? Well, now you can say you know there might be a bear on the sidewalk. If you're if you're watching the phone, you might walk into a bear.
1: I had to give somebody a heads up today in my office. Heads up! They were, they were walking right toward me, full face, with head down <laughs> <laughs> like that. And I'm like,
0: hello. Yeah, and so. <laughs> people do that and and i do it i i am just as guilty of it uh today on the way home i i reached down to make a, a just skip forward o- over a commercial in a podcast i was listening to and looked back up and i was like 4 feet over into the other lane it was just that fast and don't do it people don't do it myself included
2: wow yeah you know it's funny too because uh people will will text you and text you and text you and then they'll freak out because you don't respond and you're like Come on, really? I mean, I was driving to work or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, like give give it a rest. I will respond to you when I can respond to you. Right, right.
1: Well, the uh, the uh, you know the rumor was for a while that I, the there was an iPhone app coming out that uh, used the the forward facing camera or the rear facing camera, the camera on the back, to show you what was in front of you while you texted. Yeah, you know, that's your not about it. screen idea. would be transparent, and you could see what's on the other side. <laughs>
0: Um, so, uh, Aaron, you have a a thing here. A friend of yours has became almost famous. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She didn't actually make the news, but so my my coworker, her husband, uh, his primary business is he owns many rental properties and is also a real estate broker. And he was picking their son up from karate practice yesterday afternoon and (laughs) and one of their rent houses is on the way to karate. And so they were driving by and he noticed police tape all around their house. And so he pulled down there and there's police tape all around the neighbor's house. And apparently their tenant broke into the neighbor's house. The neighbor discovered him and their tenant stabbed the man and killed him. And so this is not a funny ha ha story. This is just a, you know, You hear about these things on the news all the time, but this is, it was that close to somebody I knew. And so, uh, the guys had a trouble making his rant for the last few months and I guess he lost his job and there had been a string of burglaries in the neighborhood and apparently it was him. (laughs) It seems like it might be, but that was just crazy. You know, one of those things where you look over and you, and you see this police tape and you feel like you're on a CSI episode or something and no, it's real life. This guy went panicked and and stabbed the guy, I guess.
0: There's a story I chose not to put in the, the show notes because it was a little too gruesome, but uh, a New York man, a Russian immigrant, and I, immediately I thought of Boris uh, from the, the, from Everyday Linux. Uh, a Russian immigrant uh, killed his roommate, cut him into pieces, threw his fingers in the, the a nearby river so it, uh, uh, body would be harder to identify, stored body parts in containers of bleach in his fridge. Why? Because he was loud his roommate was noisy and so he thought the best way to do that would be to kill him and cut him into small pieces
2: well that's wow. that's how More they help. roll in russia yeah
0: yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> too
2: loud dead <laughs> that's right the,
0: the moral of that story is never piss off a russian <laughs> right i must boris, take you
1: <laughs> boris make Bywall, that's, a, that's, make that's the same pizza. thing as
2: mexico like the last place you want to be murdered is mexico because it's the, the same thing they don't just they don't just kill you they like cut you up into little pieces <laughs> and you know all kinds of crazy stuff
0: yeah it was uh yeah it was clearly from uh, i i probably should go ahead and get the link now that we're talking about it. but clearly the guy was a psychopath yeah, um, our first show title. because they were um uh talking to him and he was he was Completely remorseless, no emotion. And it was just, you know, it was the logical thing for him to do was to murder this guy because he, he was noisy. And, uh, they say that he was, he had had a, a conversation with his grandfather, uh, or I think it was grand, some, some older person recently, uh, and who asked him, are you still having trouble with your roommate? And his response was yes, but he'll be going away soon and he won't be back. So this was, this was not a spur of the moment thing. No. All right. So <clears throat> moving right along, Aaron, your uh, uh, story uh, reminded me of one that I have in the, in the notes here. So I'm going to uh, jump right into it. Uh, uh, the uh, the, uh, the man stabbing somebody uh, reminded me of this. <laughs> There's a show title for you. The man stabbing somebody reminded me of this. Uh, I'm calling it, Your Honor, the plaintiff would like to ask the defendant to marry him. Uh, and this is an incredible. Just a bizarre story. Um, It's not out of Florida. I kept looking to see if maybe it was.
2: Unless Aaron added something, I I went through all of the stories, and we were Florida free, believe it or not. (laughs) So I think that might be the first show.
0: That's funny. It's your first Florida free episode. (laughs) Right. Uh, So this is... uh, I've forgotten where it is. Somebody read the story real quick and tell me. But anyway, um, a man uh i'm i'm trying to to hit the highlights so basically what happened was this man's girlfriend who was not his wife they were living together they had a, had a child together had lost that child and out of a moment of insane grief she went he's a chef she went and got one of his big chef's knife and stabbed him in the back several times while he slept and he was uh in serious, I mean mortal danger. He would have he would that have pierced
1: his liver, spleen, and pancreas.
0: Yes. I mean it was it was one of the things he would have died had the had they not got him to the hospital very quickly. So uh she was hauled away to jail and uh today, during or not today, but this week, during her um one of her legal processes, arraignment, I don't know, whatever, um uh Gregory Todd uh the 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 man who was stabbed who's obviously better now i suppose uh went to the courtroom and through his lawyer asked her to marry him right there in the courtroom uh says that uh, when she gets out of prison he'll be there waiting he he forgives her and yeah that's there's not a whole lot of commentary you can add to that one
2: no you no, know no, what no. that reminded <laughs> me of that that reminded me of uh, when Ted Bundy got married. Yeah, and he just walked into you know they went in the courtroom and his his uh, fiance or whatever and he just kind of stood up and said I marry you and she says I marry you and I <laughs> I get okay here we go Florida I guess that's the <laughs> that's the law in Florida that you can just do that and you're married
0: yeah so. Uh- the story says he couldn't get down on one knee to utter his words of love and devotion. And instead, he proposed at an open hearing, asking from across the courtroom through uh, the woman's lawyer. And well, now he has to wait for his answer because <laughs> she was hauled off into protective custody before she was allowed to speak to anybody.
1: Well, it's really funny if you take her name, because I had a picture of him in the article about her, Tiffany Bailey, and Google that and hit images. There's like five pictures of her, all the same one. <clears throat> she looks to be quite the catch. Uh, all looks like her mugshot. And there are like 15 different pictures of him posing with the ring. I mean, literally right. all kinds of different ring up beside him with both hands, ring down low with both hands, ring up with one hand is right. like, totally a, a, a publicity stunt type thing.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I, I guess we'll say presented without comment. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And so the next one I'm going to move on, this is just bizarre. You know, I, my grandfather used to say about me and my brother, uh, that, you know, I say, boys, you work so hard at being lazy. I never seen see anything like it. Well, here's a man who really took being lazy, uh, to the extreme. I want to point out this uh, story was brought to me by a listener. I love it when they do that. This was in Austria. Uh, in a desperate bid to keep collecting unemployment, an Austrian man sawed off his own foot, then threw it in the oven and cooked it so it couldn't be reattached to foil his plan. Wow. (laughs) That's
1: (laughs) That's amazing.
0: I feel bad for laughing at this guy, but I mean, ridicule seems to be the appropriate response. Um. Says so just before he was due for a health check with job officials, Hans Earl, fifty-six years old of Mitterba uh, Mitter Mitterribel I don't know, Austria, held his leg into his circular saw and sliced off his foot at the ankle. Then he tossed his severed foot into an oven to prevent doctors from possibly reattaching it in a bizarre bid to remain on an employ- unemployment. The police say the planning was meticulous. He waited until his wife and his adult son had left the house and he was alone. And he What's darn near the- bled to death.
1: The best they part, though, died. is what the the Austrian public employment services yeah, isn't uh, that, spokesman said, he says, even losing the foot doesn't automatically mean he will not be able to work. We'll see what we can find for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There are other <laughs> jobs that you can do, buddy. You're not going to sit on with, <laughs> unemployment gonna, yeah. forever. You
1: might sit, but you does I not mean you can't work.
2: <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to be reporting on this guy again in like six months. <laughs> yes.
1: yes. <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah. But
0: I who, mean, would, who would, would hire circumstances
1: him? This where the guy works so hard. And went through so much to not have to do a job. Yeah. For me personally, it would be easier to flip burgers at McDonald's than to cut my own foot off.
0: <laughs> yeah. You
2: yeah, know, do that. You have to really be. Hey, uh, Aaron, do you still have your mic on in the hangout? No. Sorry to jump.
1: <laughs> there we go. Much better. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, there's this guy. I'm going to say his name because he'll never hear this podcast. Pete Stasia that I work with. Hey, Pete, if you hear this, I love you. He's our firewall security guy at my com- company, and anytime you call with a problem, Pete, I've got this FTP I need to connect, and I'm trying and it won't work. I think you got the ports blocked. I need to get to blah blah blah. No, I don't have them blocked, Pete. I think you got them blocked. It was working fine. You made some changes. You announced you're making changes. And now it's not working. Try it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's working. All right, great. Have a great day. Yeah. Never. Uh, it was me. Told you I, I didn't have the them problem. blocked. <laughs> yeah. Try it now. That's the answer. It's not. I found the problem, or oh, it's my bad, or anything. It's always just try it now.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. So moving, moving right along. Um. I'm trying to think of the best way to follow up that story. You you said something about we'll be hearing from him again. So we do have an update to a story we talked about earlier. Um, Buford, Wyoming. Remember the whole town that was for sale. Yeah uh, that we talked about a little yeah. while back yeah. it sold to a Vietnamese man who bought it for $900,000 the auction uh, in, uh, the online auction lasted 11 minutes and his $900,000 bid was the highest so now a Vietnamese man owns an entire town in Wyoming and uh,
1: population one Vietnamese man
0: right population right now 0 Uh, and the, uh, the owner, the new owner said that, uh, owning a piece of property in the U S has been my dream. So there you go.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, I think it was in the story there towards the end or something, but it's kind of interesting story about that Buford, uh, Wyoming that it used to be the county seat between like Cheyenne and somewhere else. Or, I mean, it used to be somewhat of a thriving little town and then, uh, Things changed, and it just kind of dried up and went down to one per person.
0: Yeah, That's the way it happens. I mean, the little town I grew up in that has 1,600 people now used to be a boom town of like a million. It just well, That's the way it goes.
1: Well, you know, in uh, in Texas there, guys, not too far from where you are is Jefferson, Texas. And it was uh, famous because that was the farthest the riverboats river could come up up the Mississippi. They'd come up the Mississippi, then take a side branch and another side branch. And they could go all the way up to Jefferson. And then the Civil Conference, Civil Conservation Corps, in their ultimate wisdom, blew up some big log jam that was somewhere and basically drained the river. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they could, no longer could go up that high. And, and the town had already opted to not bid on the railroad, and it went through Marshall instead of Jefferson. And the town just – now it's like 3,500 people. It's just a bunch of bed and breakfasts.
0: All right, just wow. some uh, some Weizenheimer activities from the chat room. Pete, are you sure uh, you want to repeat? Yeah, some of this I, have stuff, to, right? I have to. I have to. Pete. Pete says, "I hope that Buford, Wyoming, has a good sized animal shelter because he needs to be able to walk the dog." W O K. And Texas mom says. Oh, he went there. Both of which I think are good show title pop, pop, uh, options there. Oh, he went there and he needs to be able to walk the dog.
1: I'll, I'll put those in
0: there for you. So while we're talking about animals, uh, let me move on to a story I'm calling, I'll Have the Veal to Go. Uh, this is in New Mexico. Another one, uh, presented by a listener, Jim Beeson, who's been on the show a few times. Um, and I, there's nothing more I can do but read this story. New Mexico men arrested after deputy finds calf in backseat. New Mexico authorities have arrested three men found with a 220-pound calf in the backseat of their car. Carlsbad resident, uh, excuse me, the Carlsbad Current Argus reports that the men are accused of cattle rustling. You think they were jailed on charges of suspicion of larceny of livestock, conspiracy, lack of bill and sale of sale, and exporting livestock. The county what sheriff says a deputy pulled over the Honda Civic <laughs> on Friday and saw the animals sharing the back seat with one of
1: the alleged thieves. I will say, though, Mark, 220 pounds. I weigh more than that right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite that big, but. What I would say is, officer, this is this is my calf. How do you know I don't yeah. own this calf? I mean, <laughs> if I had my dog in the back seat and he happened to be a Mastiff and weighed 110 pounds, would they accuse me of Mastiff rustling?
0: Well, see, that's why the so. charges were conspiracy or, or, or uh, suspicion of larceny and lack of a bill of sale uh, exporting livestock. So apparently if you're traveling with livestock, Down you have to have a bill of sale.
1: I've never understood the whole designating certain animals as livestock versus others because I guess hold back to the walking the dog thing,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. I just want to know how they got a calf into the back into the Honda, seat of Honda a Honda Civic.
2: Civic. Salt Lake. That'd be challenging, but I could see how they could, I mean, how it could be done. I mean,
0: Aaron, you made the point that you're bigger than that, but would you fit in the back seat of a Honda Civic? I have okay
2: (laughs) not comfortably
0: (laughs) with another
1: person uh, and i I did not have a bill of sale with me either
2: (laughs) mark i have a this one hits close to home my mom as a teenager was driving with friends out in the country somewhere and this was in colorado and uh they hit a calf in the road and killed it and uh, you know a couple of teenage girls or whatever they're like what what do we do what do we do so they pick up the calf and put it in in the back seat of the car where where they were going to take it. I don't know, but they end up getting stopped by the police <laughs> and they got arrested for for cattle rustling. And uh, they got off the charges. They told yeah. their story and everything else, and so they didn't end up uh, doing any jail time over it or anything. But uh, yeah, same same type of thing. So uh, they were told the best thing to do is just go ahead and leave it there on the side of the road.
1: Remember the guy, Mark, that used to do the cassette tapes back when we were in college that Wilfred P. Worrell or whatever, who it was a white guy, pretended to be an old black man and would prank call people. Do you remember yeah, him?
0: Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah,
1: He did one about that. He's, he calls Sears and tell, tells them that he had hit a deer and taken it home and put it in his deep freeze that he had just bought. Apparently, that thing weren't dead because it <laughs> woke right. up and tore the fire out of that deep freeze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was trying to return it. That was his whole That was the whole stick. He was trying to return it to
0: Sears. The cold air just uh, revived him a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, of course, you know, this week we don't have any goats, but we do have calves. Of course, I wonder, maybe the guys were taking the calf on their way to go choke a goat.
1: You never know. I said said that today or this week or last week. I actually said, I am so mad I could choke a goat. I used that. (laughs) Did you have to explain (laughs) it afterwards? I just went on. I just left people wondering what was going on.
0: All right. So the next one I'm going to do, I'm calling the best part of waking up. Uh, because we already, we did Austria, we're back in Austria. So the theme this week seems to be Austria. Austria. Um, in Vienna, Austria, uh, two uh, thieves, well, an, an unknown number of thieves, okay. Uh, uh, thieves in Austria made off with two tons of coffee. The police say the culprits broke into a wholesaler and a coffee roasters warehouse east of Vienna, loaded a stolen van with goods and drove off. The police statement issued Tuesday put the value of the vehicle and its contents at more than uh, seventy-two thousand dollars. Here's my favorite line of the article. The thieves also took two coffee machines with them. <laughs> only, only two, huh? <laughs> yeah, that so two coffee machines, two tons of coffee. That's a serious habit right there.
1: Wow. Uh you know, criminals never <laughs> cease to <laughs> listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Pete in the chat room says it can't be Starbucks coffee because two tons of that would bail out the GDP of Greece. So it would be more than
1: $72,000. Hilarious.
0: So I yeah, what are you going to do with it? I guess I guess you there's black a market? black grounds right. market, you know, a, a dark roast market. I don't I don't know they're planning know.
1: on being arrested and they're going to use it for
0: contraband in jail. I don't know. Yeah. But they I took the two it, coffee makers. So that's what know, makes me think, think it's, that's like, funny. it's like a couple of coffee. guys. Hey, these are nice coffee makers. I'm going to take a couple of these while I'm at it.
2: That could be like, uh, you know, our old school mafia. They'd steal stuff and then sell it back to the people they, they stole right. it from. Yeah.
1: So. There you go. They're, doing, they're running a coffee racket.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> you like your coffee?
0: Pay it up. What would have made that funny story, uh funny storyer? What would have made that story funnier? funnier as if they'd uh, put it in the back of a Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this next story I'm calling "Clean House, Dirty Maids," <laughs> and frankly, I I want in. I am all in on this business proposition. Uh,
1: you know your wife's in the chat room. Yes, all right. I do. <laughs> okay. right, Lubbock, I
0: Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> So, you know, we do things right here in Texas. Um, a woman in Lubbock, Texas has off, has created a business offering maid service $100 an hour for one maid or $150 an hour for two. That seems pretty steep. The uh, kicker is they do their cleaning in the nude. So they're nude maids. And the police are, are watching them saying that she doesn't have a license to own a sexually ordered business. And she's saying, look, there's no hanky panky, no touching allowed, just nude maid services.
1: But the best part is the last two sentence. A Cress, Craig asked, Craigslist ad for the service posted Friday offered 20% discount for Easter weekend. And <laughs> yeah. there's a regular discount to public <laughs> service and law enforcement.
0: Because yeah, you want to get your house cleaned up for, for Easter. So I was looking around my house today, thinking, you know, it's a little disorganized, and I could probably do with some maid service.
2: Yeah, but I've been to Lubbock, and I'm not sure that there's two hot women in that town.
0: <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> yeah, Pete it says, all sounds good until they show up, and you're, you're, you're yeah. ugh, you know, yeah, you're gonna get
0: some seventy five year year old Lithuanian woman wearing a trench coat and carrying a mop bucket, saying, "I here to clean house." Put it back
2: on. (laughs) on. Yeah. How many hot maids have you seen walking around? You know,
0: I'm sorry. You have the wrong address (laughs) by mistake. That's funny. Yeah. And I tend to agree with Pete. He, in the chat room, he says people would pay me 150 bucks an hour to keep my clothes on. (laughs) My chat
1: room's frozen.
0: I'm I'm sorry.
1: So disappointed. I'm still reading about (laughs) Greece.
0: So, um, moving right along with the uh the nudity um <laughs> this is uh in delaware county so i assume that means delaware um a police dealer uh, or police say a dealer no i gotta back this up i gotta i gotta i gotta hold the the story you gotta okay. start at the
1: beginning of yeah. this one.
0: <laughs> so um uh Officer Iserman and another officer was on a routine patrol Friday when he pulled uh, 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 Mr. Woods, um, Ray Woods, um, <laughs> over for a broken rear ta- taillight, and he found marijuana in his car. And when the officer searched Woods before placing him in the police car, he discovered, quote, a large bulge in the front of his pants. Police say uh, Woods, and I love the line, uh, Woods actually had the balls to deny that there was any (laughs) contraband down there. (laughs) (laughs) Stopped him for a traffic violation, and one thing led to another, the officer said. Uh, Back at the station, Iserman uh, and other police officers discovered that Woods had tied a large plastic bag around his penis that contained a whopping 89 small bags of suspected heroin and cocaine. Then things got messy. When the officer tried to remove it, Ray Woods peed on him. So you're there in jail. They're untying a knot from your wang, and you decide that's a good time to let loose.
1: I don't know if he was nervous or not, but he started urinating all over. Adjaman <laughs> said.
0: So yeah, eighty nine. Now you got to think. You know, I, I have. To, I don't think I could tie. Eight or nine bags to mine, you know. Just being honest, so you got to give <laughs> give the guy some credit. Credit. <laughs> Th- those
2: bag. bags are pretty small, sure. Mark.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a show title. Those bags are pretty small.
2: <laughs> I'm wow. thinking he. Uh, I'm thinking he urinated on purpose, like yeah, hoping to destroy so. the evidence.
0: I think maybe, or or just to freak the guy out. It's like you know, you're touching my junk. Touching you're going to pay the price for it. Right
2: there's a, there's a show title for you <laughs> i'm working on it you'll, you'll 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 get all those people
0: that are uh, googling for <laughs> porn touching junk <laughs> so i mean that's a new one on me i've uh, and the officer said that he said you know i've seen people uh, he goes on in the article to say i've seen people stuff it up their butt i've seen them stuff you know stuff things down their pants but to actually go to all the effort of of lashing it on you know making the old um, winds or not uh, that's, that's, uh, I, I don't know if it's ingenuity or just a new brand of stupidity. I'm not really sure which.
2: So maybe that's why, uh, you know, the drug dealer types walk funny and they have that funny walk. Yeah.
0: Right. They practice that. So it don't draw <laughs> any attention.
1: That's why they hang their pants so low. So they have more room they crotch of their <laughs> pants to, tie, to their nether regions.
0: I like, that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. I think we're done with that. Um, (laughs) Okay, so sticking with the body parts, Kate Winslet's Titanic breasts are censored in China.
1: Yes, they are. Take it, Aaron. Well, you know, everybody's excited. Well, a lot of people are excited that Titanic is coming out again in 3D, the, the biggest grossing movie of all time. And so China has decided to crop the scenes where Kate Winslet's laying on the couch in gratuitous nude fashion for several minutes so it only shows her from the neck up and it's not what you think. It's not the fact that she's naked. I'm, I'm just going to read these two paragraphs. It's not, <laughs> it turns out Winston's bare spare chest itself, isn't so much the problem, but rather than <laughs> the fact is it's just being presented in 3d considering this is a quote, the vivid 3d effects. We fear that viewers may reach out their hands for a touch and thus interrupt other people's viewing With a statement <laughs> from China state administrator of radio, film and television. We decided to cut off the nudity scenes. So they're not offended by her nakedness. They're afraid that it may cause poor viewing quality for others as men attempt to grope a 3d image of a giant Kate Winslet on the screen.
0: What happens when 500 Chinese men cop a feel at the same time?
2: Wow. Hey, I I tell you what, that's when I buy into 3d is when you can actually feel it. (laughs) Feel it. Yeah. (laughs) I would see that. I would see that movie 500
0: times. This is the best, best. movie ever. <laughs> We're getting
1: the show titles tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm racking them up up there. I don't know if y'all have noticed. But <laughs>
2: I'm on number ten chat room. Titanic in 38D, <laughs> <laughs> 38 triple D.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. So yeah, her Kate Winslet's triple D breasts. They're three Ds. Oh, that is beautiful. Okay, And then so this one is a little more uh, serious, but also kind of cool at the same time. Um, this is an Argentina Argentinian woman uh, gave birth to a baby that they said was uh, stillborn. And the uh, the doctors and the the nurses took the baby, took it down to the morgue, and uh, twelve or hours or so later, after they dealt with the mom and the dad had come, they went down in the morgue to you know sort of pay their last respects, and they opened the little coffin that they had the baby in, and it was crying. So they wow. took her upstairs and uh, said that she's fine. No ill effects. She's perfectly happy. And, and you know, she was born early, so she's only about six pounds. But uh, otherwise, she's a healthy baby. So, I, you know, this is the uh, the hospital calls this disgraceful. And I can't agree more stringently. Uh, but the the woman was only six months pregnant, and so it was a, an early and I have to assume difficult childbirth. And they assumed the baby was dead. And if they hadn't gone in there to uh, you know to sort of uh, visit the body, uh, no one would have ever known. Right. Yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: So good news in the end. the The baby's doing fine. Mom has her baby, and that's awesome.
2: That's okay. always happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: kind kind of hard to joke about that one. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't intended to be a joke, and that's a good thing, um, <laughs> right? It, you know, we had that, the uh, Asian woman.
1: Knocked him dead. No, wait, he's not dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not dead yet. I they think per, I'll go they for forgot a walk. To slap
2: that baby on the ass. Yeah,
1: I'll get better.
0: Yeah, well, we did the story a couple of weeks ago about the Asian woman who was presumed dead. Yep. So uh, this is another one.
1: So the moral of the story is, if you're not in the United States, you may actually not be dead. Right,
0: right. (laughs) So I guess in the US, we're better at making people dead.
1: Reminds me of that joke, Mark. Have you ever heard the world's funniest joke? Uh, No. They did a study a few years ago. It's probably been eight or nine years ago now. And they actually tested thousands of people with several different jokes. And they found that like. Americans tended to like jokes that made fun of people more British tend to prefer puns. Right. But they actually came out that they found that the perfect joke length was 103 words. I mean, this was a really big study, but the, the joke that won over everybody over multiple countries in the English language. And I, I'm going to do a horrible job telling it. I'm going to tell it quick because this isn't a joke show necessarily is that two guys are hunting. Um, and one of them falls over there with a heart attack <clears throat> or falls over with a heart attack. You know, and and dies there in the middle of the woods, and his friend doesn't really know how to do CPR or anything, and he panics. But luckily, they have their cell phones with them, and they're in an area where they can get signals. So he calls nine one one, and he says, "Hey, me and my friend are out here hunting, and he just fell over dead with a heart attack. What do I do?" And he says, "the the the nine one one operator says, okay, first of all, don't panic. Make sure your friend's dead, and you hear it. Okay, now what?" Nice. So that was the the world's funniest joke.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I have to imagine that this uh, s- this study was done with government funds, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure it was.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, or college, you know, spent thousands of <laughs> yeah. research dollars that they had been given by the government to do this.
0: <clears throat> okay, so uh, the next one I'm just going to go here, and this was this is not really one that there's a whole lot of commentary on, at least I don't think. Maybe you guys will come sad. up with some. But I just think it's funny. Funny, um, sad. There's, uh, yeah, it just, you know, Not the best time for a photo op. It's a fail. It's a fail. That's what it is. Uh, Santos Laguna, um, a defender. No, wait, that's the team. The team is Santos Laguna. The the player is Felipe Baloy, uh, a Mexican soccer player, uh, was in a a mall shopping center of some sort and had uh, just come out of a store and was holding a translucent bag stuffed full of porn with a Playboy uh, prominently uh, visible through the translucent bag when a young boy who's about four years old stops him and wants a picture and being a good guy, he kneels down and, and kind of hugs the little kid with the playboy right there in full view in front of the kid and takes the picture.
1: It's for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that for Eric. <laughs> He's not here.
0: Yeah. I read it for the articles. So, uh, you know, Not a whole lot of commentary on that. It's kind of funny. You know, uh, be a little more aware. I mean, props to the guy for being a good guy, right? He he didn't blow off a fan. But, you know, maybe put down your porn before you take pictures with kids.
1: Or at least get a brown paper bag.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. He should have opted for paper over plastic. All right. Yes, we're done with that one. Uh, So this next one, uh, sticking uh, in the vein of kids... Being exposed to things they shouldn't, a five-year-old in Connecticut brings heroin to school for show and tell. Ouch! Uh, so uh, a young man—I <clears throat> don't believe they list his name—and that's for good reason. Uh, brought his, wore his dad's coat to school for whatever reason. A little chilly. Needed a coat, grabbed his dad's coat. And uh, why, when, when he was at school, discovered little envelopes, little packages, uh, about 50 of them uh, in the pocket. And when they did uh, uh, show and tell, he said, hey, let me show you these little things that I found in my dad's pocket. And there were 50 packet, packets of heroin. Um, and
1: That's why you tie them to your penis. <laughs>
0: that's exactly right. <laughs> that's and that's your son <laughs> doesn't
1: actually take him to that's school right. with him.
0: At least he didn't tie him to his son's penis. Um, yeah. So uh, the uh, the the teacher did everything just right. She played it off like that's very nice, Johnny, very good. Didn't didn't act like it was a big deal. Then called the cops when the kids were out of the room. They took the the drugs. And then later that afternoon, the dad showed up and said, "Oh, I need to get my coat. My son accidentally got my coat." Well, when he walked into the school, his uh, the police were there waiting for him, and he's been hauled away. Um, wow the kid has been placed with his grandparents for a while he he
2: was even uh he he was dumber than that because he actually left with the coat realized that the heroin wasn't in there anymore and then went back to the school to investigate that's <laughs> when they got him <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> like like they're gonna say oh yes so, we oh, heroin. sorry we, we forgot yeah. like, can i have my drugs back please
0: <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I. I, I'm I, really, I didn't really care about the coat. Can I have my heroin? <laughs> I it's
1: like that. the guy that gets out on bail, and when he goes to get his belongings from the check-in thing, he wants to know where his dope is. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: My <laughs> hey, watch, my wallet. Where's my dope? You took that too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just goes to show you that uh, criminals are dumb. Or maybe it's dumb people turn to crime. Turn you know? to crime, yeah. what it is. How, however, you choose to look at that, the you know the, there are smart criminals for for certain. Bernie Madoff would be uh, a smart criminal, but uh, the there are uh, the higher proportion of of criminals are dumb. I would say
1: the ones who get caught. There you the go. Dumb, usually, the smart yeah. ones get away with it a lot of times.
0: <clears throat> okay, so moving right along, and this is this is a woman who is a criminal in in all. Always that i can think of
1: yes uh, i heard about this on the radio so
0: let, let's uh first off this happened in 2010 so this isn't a new story but uh it was recently you know brought back to the court system so that's why it's in the news this week um let me just first say i think we all agree here everybody on this show and everybody listening can agree that cancer sucks yes beat cancer cancer sucks however this happened right, this happened right by me did it right so, right, right yeah. down the road Jessica Vega, 25 years old, thought cancer would be a pretty good way to get a free wedding. So she made up a story that she was dying of cancer and um, needed to get married quickly but didn't have the money. So the story spread. Uh, there was a there was a newspaper article done about it. Um, people got together. Uh, a dress boutique donated the wedding dress and the bridesmaid, bridesmaids gowns. A restaurant donated uh, food and let them use the reception hall. Um, a couple let them use his timeshare, their timeshare in Aruba for their honeymoon. Um, and they had a big thing. It was great. And um, and then some months later, the husband said you know, she's not getting sick. So he didn't know either. (laughs) Uh, And later, you know, she confessed to the fact that she had faked the whole thing. She was not sick. And uh, she's conned all those people by pretending to have cancer.
1: Well, as someone who's lost several family members to cancer, including one of my own sisters, I think that's about as deplorable as it can get. There's no, no other way around it.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, and and the the sad the sad thing is that this crime goes far beyond what they can punish her for. You know, they can punish her for fraud and for fraud. you know the value of what she stole, but she she did more damage than than simply taking some some things that were given. And you know.
3: Yeah, it's taking people, people the good word that people did, you know, the good things people did for her and just taking advantage to the nth degree.
2: It's
0: deplorable. Yeah. Deplorable is the word. Thank you, Corey. No problem. All right. So now so, that you I've know, brought everybody down. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Well,
2: yeah, not, I was going to say not only that, but, yeah, you cut off, like, you know, those people are going to be hesitant to do anything like that again exactly. for maybe somebody who for truly anybody, deserves it. For anyone.
1: Um, yeah. I want to interrupt the show real quick on a totally lighthearted note and change the subject. Uh, <laughs> it, it was long, just because you, you'll you let me because you all love me. I flipped over to Facebook um, just because I clicked on my thing and it, and it opened up to Facebook. The second thing in my feed was from Seth Anderson, who a lot of you that are listening to this know, and it says, his status says, Dear people who think Romeo and Juliet is a romantic love story. It was a relationship that lasted three days between a 13-year-old and a 17-year-old and resulted in six deaths. Sincerely, everyone who actually read the story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Seth. That's
1: awesome. Uh, I'm going to like it and tell him I just read it on a pre table.
0: That's good. Yeah, it it was called a tragedy, not a romance.
1: That's like um, when people used to dedicate, this one goes out to the one I love by uh, by, uh, R.E.M., you know, to, to their loved one, to their right. girlfriend or boyfriend. Didn't you listen to the next sentence? This one goes out to the one I left behind. Right. <laughs> a simple prop <laughs> to occupy my time.
0: <laughs> no, but they they heard what they wanted to hear and they moved on. This
1: one goes out to the one I love. Isn't that sweet, honey? And then we're talking about it by that point.
0: Yeah. Okay. And uh, so moving right along to a, a, uh, a topical, uh, timely story, uh, a three-year-old boy in England on, in the middle of an Easter egg hunt, finds a grenade. So uh, uh, preschool parents in Britain uh, uh, were, uh, there were about two dozen kids between the ages of two and five uh, were out in a fear, field um, uh, near uh, a local um, preschool and the a dad spotted a boy holding something gray and uh, brown and about four inches high. And it looked like a dull Easter egg, like a not very pretty Easter egg. So uh, the man went to check on it, and uh, the boy thought he'd found a rock. He said, hey, look at this funny rock. Uh, but uh, turns out it was uh, a war relic. The, the, it seems that uh, during uh, World War II, there was an army base not far from there, and uh, apparently they had used that area for some training. So this thing had been buried for, you know, 50 years and or however long it is 60 70 years now i guess uh and the kid found it and it was live and and good so the kid waves it in the air says look what i found and the bomb unit comes and they cordon off a a quarter square mile area wow so it was wow. it was hot i mean it was a real it was, it was live yeah Wow.
2: Well, i'm yeah. picturing the uh the the final scene in uh what was it was final destination one or two i, I don't where, know where the kids at the the kids at the barbecue and then the barbecue just goes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm just <laughs> glad it wasn't my
1: son that found it because it would take him about three seconds to pull the pen and throw right. it to somebody. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'd have been, dad, catch. That'd have yeah. been the yeah. end of
0: <laughs> Yeah, and as Pete in the chat room points out, uh, something that old would ha- had to have been highly unstable. Uh, and hopefully, maybe it was rusted and fused together to the point where the pen wouldn't come out. But still, not, not a good thing. Who knows, right? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. Um, and... <laughs> You know, the kids were just upset that their their Easter hunt got uh, uh, cut short, but otherwise it was okay. Okay, so this story has Aaron's name written all over it, so I'm just going to go. Best pet names. Uh, I just... I love my dogs. I have two dogs. I want to kill them
1: about half the time. One's named Bonnie, which is not that unusual. The other's named Smallville, which I think is fairly creative uh, after Superman, of course. But I just stumbled on this article, and it's, good. it's some great pet names, and, and they did a uh, survey of a bunch of pet, uh, what are they called? Veterinarians, that's what they're called. And these are some of...
0: Oh, yeah, because they vet, have a database, yeah.
1: Yeah, Be- Banfield Pet Hospital's top 10 weirdest and wildest pet names. I'm just going to read through them. Hopefully, somebody will get a chuckle out of them if you're a pet lover. Fatty McButter Pants. <laughs> Sir Goose Lover-A-Lot. Beetlejuice Monster Pants. <laughs> Chairman Meow.
0: That's a good one.
1: <laughs> Honey's little midnight moonshine. That sounds like a, a real one there. Lord Gosrick von Mausenberg. <laughs> I love that one. That's a serious cat right there. Emperor Chewy Teddy Bear. Emperor. <laughs> Cookie Fudge Rainbow. Baron von Doodle and Alyssa Butterscooch. <laughs> so there's a couple of those that are quite funny in there. Chairman Meow was the one that caught my eyes. And of course Fatty McButterpants is good and
0: well, if you, if you have uh, if you've done any uh, time in or around the like American Kennel Clubs, you know when you're naming these things, every animal that's ever been registered has to have a unique name. So you yeah. know all the scruffies and champs were used up long ago.
1: So, My dogs are, are like that.
0: Yeah, so you end up with names like you know Princess Buttercups, Left Earlobe. McButter nut. yeah,
1: sire of a monkey's uncle's brother's dog. <laughs> right. You know, television spam. <laughs> thing. Exactly.
0: So I, I I picture in the in the future, you know, we've all gotten spam with like word salad at the bottom with just random uh, words. People are going to start going to their spam folders and looking for names for their pets. Um,
1: yeah, our, One of our dog, our, Smallville's name is actually Smallville Cayuga Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Cause Cayuga was the, uh, the breeder that he came from.
0: Yeah. See, I was never one of those guys who, you know, give the dog my name and I don't refer to myself as daddy when talking to a dog and we don't either. And my dogs are not my kid's sisters. You know, no. people do that. I'm not one of them.
1: I have a co, I had a coworker that every year of the dog got a birthday cake and got to go to the spa, uh, AKA the vet to be groomed and bathed and got to stay in the house, you know, extra time. And they had a birthday party for the dog every year. And, um, that person was very strange in many other ways. I won't <laughs> go into it because this is a PG 13 or, or less show, Yeah. but, uh, yeah, yeah, I love my dogs. They're fun, but they are my dogs. Right.
0: At some point you just have to say they are a dog. Yeah. Exactly. We, we recently and had to, put, to walk. We recently had to put our dog of, of 15 years down uh, she, her health. Was oh, high. did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Her, her health was bad and it, it tore me up. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done, but still at some point you have to say, it's just a dog,
1: you know? Yeah, right. Our cat unfortunately died this last week. Uh, my son who's five found her, which was not good and thought our dogs had killed her, but uh, it wasn't the case, but still it was not, not fun. And that cat, ha- that cat's name was Laura.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're burning through the topics here tonight. We're either, either don't have many comments or I just didn't pick many. But, uh, this next one I found, uh, fascinating on a number of levels. Uh, this is in, uh, Texas, another Texas story. Uh, uh, the, uh, a hospital in Victoria, Texas, which is uh, between Houston and Austin, if you know Texas at all. It's South Texas. Um, Citizens Medical Center in, in Victoria requires potential employees to have a body mass index of less than 35, which equates to roughly uh, 210 pounds for someone who's 5 feet 5 inches tall and 245 pounds for somebody who's 5 feet 10 inches tall. And which they, is
2: still, that's fairly large.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and they say that uh, that they're a hospital, and their image of their employees need to need to exude health, and fat people aren't healthy, by definition, and therefore they're not allowed to work there. Uh, and there there is legal precedent for that. Um, you know, uh, it is it said there's only one state in the union. And I'm trying to scan real quickly and see where it was. I think it's Delaware, where it's officially illegal to uh discriminate on the basis of weight Michigan Michigan okay so all the other states all 49 other states fat people are fair game wow yeah hmm
1: Interesting. i mean uh, and being a uh still a big guy and a, a, as a as i want to be non on element op former fat guy uh, that doesn't make me happy for those people but right. i i can understand to some degree i mean would you want to hire a seven hundred pound woman to be your hostess at your fine dining right. restaurant?
0: Yeah, and models and actors, there there are entire lines of work where, you know, for example, if you're playing Othello and you're a five foot Jewish guy, you're not gonna get the part. You know, there there's probably not there um there are just certain occupations where your appearance is critical. You know, and and if you're going to be a swimsuit model I'm never going to be a swimsuit model. It's just How never really? going to happen, you know. <laughs> or at least I don't want to be. So they've just uh, you know extended this to the healthcare profession and said that uh, you know no fatties allowed. And and uh, apparently they have full legal standing to do that.
1: And, and like Sean said, that's still fairly 35 BMI. Even though the BMI FY, in case anybody doesn't know, is a total crock. Um, for most people, 35 BMI is still a pretty pretty high BMI. Right. So they're not they're not saying you have to be, you know, five five eleven, one seventy five to work there. Yeah. Um, but still, that doesn't make me real happy.
0: Um, I, where I worked in college, a burger joint I worked at, I was in the back room cleaning one day and knocked a clipboard off the wall. And as I was picking it up, I I skimmed the front page and there was a height weight chart for this hiring for this the the hiring practices of this place you you were not allowed to hire somebody who didn't meet the high weight standard which i did not and i had the job anyway so clearly they didn't follow it but uh... that makes sense right if you're uh... when you when you walk into the front of this was an ice cream shop you want a cute little girl there to try to con you into to buying more ice cream i mean it it's a good business decision it makes sense but you know it's it doesn't fit our uh sensibilities in terms of fairness. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's real.
2: Yeah, the marketing world would get crushed if they started, you know, hitting people up on things like this.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Cuz I mean, you look at you look at marketing and it's full of the beautiful people.
0: Right. Yeah, the the only ugly people in movies are murder victims or villains. Oh yeah. I mean it's true. Like uh um Jurassic Park, the one fat guy in the movie was the guy who got everybody else killed. Yep. <laughs> you know. Oh. You, you, well,
1: you, well, you, <laughs> fat guys are also always stupid in movies. Right,
0: right. You got
1: you got the kid in uh in um even in Goonies, the fat kid's the stupid one.
0: Right. Oh yeah, yeah Stand
1: by me, the fat kid's the stupid one.
0: Yeah. The fat people are lazy and stupid and evil. Right. And, and you know, whether it's okay or not, that's just the way it is.
2: The other fat guy in Stand By Me was a genius, though. In one Stand throw By Me. everybody? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one that got the throw-up fest going. Yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest movie scenes of all time. That's one of the greatest movies of all time.
1: <laughs> one of the most twisted minds of all time, but yeah. also one of the most creative.
0: Yeah, Galen in the chat room says that even the quote-unquote real women and real people uh, campaigns have very photogenic people with arresting features and pleasant body structures. You know, yeah. Even even your plus-size models are not all that plus-size, not as plus-size as the people who are actually buying the products.
1: You know, I, am, I would say that I fall right in the – probably, and maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, but somewhere in the middle of the bell curve of attractiveness – I'm not the ugliest stump on the farm, but I'm also no you know Brad Pitt. Uh, but I was in Coles, which is a I don't know if you have Coles in Texas or not. I think you do. Uh, yeah, it's like do. a it's like a J C Penney, you know, a Bell's. It's kind of a department store type place. Buying some shirts this weekend, and as I was walking through there, I don't know why it was. Maybe it was just a, 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 a you know a a bad statistical anomaly. But it was like there are a lot of ugly people in the store today. I was struck by that. <laughs> there was a lot of really <laughs> overweight people. Not that that makes them ugly, but I was just look. I saw this these a lot of people that were just out of shape. Their skin looked unhealthy. Their hair wasn't done. They were wearing ugly. It was almost like a people of Walmart in Kohl's type thing. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Am I in some kind of bizarro world? <laughs> and then I went a little further, and then I met a you know a gaggle of of more average looking people like myself. But the, it was it was did nobody do anything with their hair today, people? Did you look in the mirror before you left the house? It was kind of funny.
0: I'm reminded but, of that scene in the, in the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. You uh-huh. know, he he's he's uh, has a, a tall and fat shop. He calls it, and uh, and he's shooting a commercial. He says, "I got to get bigger models. I got to get they, uh-huh. they make I look too fat. I got to get bigger models." <laughs> oh, you know, that's like one
2: that. place that the South shines is uh, the people of Walmart. <laughs> it's definitely you know the South has like a much higher ratio of representation on that on yeah. that site.
0: And interesting, while we're on the subject, uh, you know, I, I tend to be a student of people, and, and I've noticed that uh, I don't know about in the North, I don't live there, but in the South anyway, a black woman can be forty percent over her healthy body weight and still consider herself sexy. Uh, you know their culture allows for that, and she can be you know shaking it and 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 considering herself you know just all that and having eaten a bag of chips, uh, and that was funny. Literally, that was funny. Uh, Literally, and and but but white girls and and particularly Mexican girls, uh, again that's the culture I know I, I have observed have a real hard time with that. If they're even a little overweight, I'm hideous. Don't look at me. I I'm not human, but a black woman can be pretty darn chunky and perfectly happy with herself. Yeah. So just my observation. Don't know that it has okay. anything to do with it. No comment on that. I'm 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 walking lot
1: I not even said yes. I I've I, seen. I'm a, yeah.
2: I'm afraid to At comment. Least
1: whether or not <laughs> that is the absolute truth, I've seen many people espouse that on even on television. Right. You know, I'm bold and beautiful and big and beautiful, big, black, and beautiful. I mean, they, they get on talk shows and talk about that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, when, when we start talking about the things of race and I'm stepping out there, I'm walking on the fat man walks alone in that situation. <laughs> I'm
1: right there with you, Mark. <laughs>
0: All right. And so, the last one, unless somebody comes up with something else, is right here, right in my neck of the woods. Like, when I take my family out to dinner, this is the city I take them to. Uh, a teacher in Rock Rockwall, Texas Um, a volleyball, uh, wait, I, I forgot my best line. This was my, my title for this one. It's a, it's a, it's a good title. Volleyball coach fired for scoring. So, uh, this is a a teacher, a, a, a coach at the, uh, um, Heritage Christian Academy in Rockwall was fired for getting pregnant and not being married.
2: I saw this story on Tuesday and, uh, kind of it shocks you up front but then after you think about it for a while i mean it is a christian right. school for one
0: <laughs> right. yeah for for one thing that's totally within their rights they are an, uh, a an ecumenical or a christian organization and and that's in their charter they have the right to do that they're not a government organization so the rules don't apply they're a private school they can pretty much do what you want do what they want and by the way Corey brought this one uh, he's been very silent tonight listening intently i'm sure but uh are you still even there Corey? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, <laughs> and he he brought this uh, to my attention. I had I didn't heard about this, but uh, uh, it says when she got pregnant last fall, uh, the school fired her because she was not married. Um, and the uh, I believe it's representative for school said we, we all have different views and interpretations. Uh, it's not necessarily the Christian thing to oh this is the woman who was fired. So it's not necessarily the Christian thing to do to throw somebody aside uh, because of those beliefs. You can't uh, discriminate against someone who's pregnant or has a pregnancy-related medical condition, which is true. That's uh, both state and federal law. But uh, almost every School in Texas, at least all the ones I've had any dealings with at all, have some sort of morality clause uh, yeah. in their contract, and and this was against what they consider moral behavior.
1: Yeah. Well, even that we had the article before about the was it the kindergarten teacher or second grade teacher or something in California that had done some porn yeah, some before porn. Or was doing uh-huh. some porn, porn yeah. and and she got uh, fired for it. Right. Same same idea.
0: Yeah, I know a, a man who. uh was a coach at a school and his marriage ended as a result of his infidelities. And uh, at the time he was uh, living in a school owned property and the school made him move because his behavior was not commensurate with their moral code. He didn't lose his job, but he did lose his house over it. Right. So it's not, it's not all that uncommon, although on the face of it, you look at it and you think this is blatant discrimination, but Okay, so maybe it is. Um yeah, but, well, this
1: is the flip side of, of not hiring the fat people. Right. Again, it's a it's a business or an entity um you know standing up for the right to to present and stand for the things they believe in. Right.
0: Now if you yeah. the, the the issue here is did she sign a contract with the mor- morality clause? If she did, then she has no standing. No, right, right all no, right. Yeah. But if she didn't then then there's there's a case there they can't you can't change the rules after the fact but if she signed a contract and it's in there she, she's got to go and that's just all there is to
1: it she's learned you can't put the baby back in the bottle either yeah
0: <laughs> you know that's
2: I just where like i think sometimes uh and i say sometimes it seems like more and more it's like we go overboard with the whole discrimination thing you know it, it's like if if there's anything non-standard about me you're discriminating against me exactly yeah, And yeah, yeah. and it's just, you know, I, I'm kind of getting sick of, of hearing about it. And not only that, I think we should be able to, to discriminate uh, in given certain uh, circumstances. You know, just because you're discriminating, I mean, there's a lot of places where we do discriminate, and it it's actually should be perfectly acceptable.
3: Yeah, Corey, but, you were going to say something? Oh, I just thought it was, when I saw the story, I was thought it was interesting, and then I, Read it more like you said, and I go, oh, yeah, I guess they can. I mean, it's just a different, you know, they have their own contract. It's like a contract, like you said, if she signed it. But, you know, it, when I saw it at first, not reading the whole, you know, going down quick reading and then I listen to it again, you know, that's the thing with my, we have to listen to everything twice, and I go, Oh, yeah, then I, Oh, yeah, it's true. I mean, if that's the way they had it in their contract, then she has to, you know, accept it, I guess. It's yeah. just different.
1: But, but Sean, if, if, We can't be a victim society if we can't complain about every time we're discriminated against.
2: Amen. You're right. I know.
0: (laughs) Last year, I uh, was going to apply for a job. A friend of mine sent me uh, a referral, said uh, the school district uh, that I work for is hiring, and uh, you think you'd fit right in. I'd like you to apply for it. And so I downloaded the... uh, the application and was, was going to be filled out and um, not not at the top of the page but very near the top of the page under requirements you know there was you know education and uh, you know uh, experience and then like the third bullet point was uh, confirmed in the holy roman catholic church this was a catholic school and right. that was a requirement and so i had to write him back and say sorry i i you know thanks to uh you know martin luther i i can't uh, i can't work here that's funny so, you know, there are things like that that happen all the time, but uh it's it's when you get into government positions people seem to think that everything is a government. That's kind of the way the way it works, right. but uh you know, just because a lot of education is government funded it doesn't mean it all is.
1: Well, and and the truth is if we take this to the to the logical extreme and I've joked about this before, I could sue the NBA because there aren't enough white people playing basketball. Right.
0: No, not enough short guys.
1: No, no short guys and white guys. And it's just that's just silly. Right. You can't. I mean, at some point, it has to be based on the person's skill and merit, and physical and mental capabilities, and what, and yeah. So,
0: I want to be in the Miss America pageant, and I think they should let me in. I'll support you, Mark.
3: I think too that all these—I mean, as far as I know, for all these blind people that I know, they're all want. Everybody wants to sue for everything. It seems like a, you talk to these people that I talk to, some of these people that I know. Well, I should sue because I don't have this job or I don't have this, right. and it's amazing that they'll just go take these things, I should be this, I should be that, well, not everybody can do everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, we haven't mentioned it on the show, but uh, Corey is blind, so when he says all these blind people I know, I am assuming that's a lot of them, <laughs> because that's, yeah. you know, that's his community. More than we know, probably. Yes, definitely. I know Corey. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know a lot of blind people, but, uh, so yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I think it's a, a great story, and, uh, you know, welcome to Texas.
2: Oh, how I wish we had Eric on this show.
0: <laughs> he would be arguing because he'd be going
2: on and on about how you know wrong that was, and it shouldn't her whatever religious beliefs shouldn't matter. Well, could she
1: get stuff. could she get fired for lying, being dishonest in some way? And
0: presumably, probably.
1: Well, why? Well, it's because they're against against their beliefs and conduct and code. Could she get fired for stealing? Well, I don't know. You know, there's. It, yeah, that's the thing. I'm Man. ready to pick a title, Mark. Okay, I'm just queued up. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the titles, reading through them.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap up the show before we do that. Uh, uh, thanks everybody for listening. This wasn't as raucous a show as it had been, but I think there were some interesting things. There. I mean, we had we had the uh, the penis, and we had drugs, uh, and uh, we had racism. Eight, with, with you know, thirty-eight triple yeah. E's. We triple had D boobs. So we pr- we 3D. had yeah. We pretty much covered. We didn't have any Amish. Uh, but otherwise, we pretty much checked all the boxes required for per- an episode of The Periodic Table.
2: <laughs> Mark, I, I want to I jump in here because I don't think we ever actually say this. So for people who just listen to the show and never actually participate live, uh, if you do participate live, uh, once we actually stop the recording, we have a little conversation about potential show titles. And uh, if you're in the chat room, you get to participate. So uh, if you haven't done that before, I encourage everybody to, to do that. Right, and they can find out when we're recording live by following us. Uh, so I'll lead us right, in, or lead you right into the contact us section,
0: Mark. Very nice segue, um, and and tell everybody you know that this show isn't about chemistry. Every time I post something on Facebook that the periodic table is going live, somebody asks me, why, "You do a show on the table on elements? What? What is it? A different element? No, it's not it. It's it was a pun because we're elements OP. Should we call it
1: the periodic table of comedy?
0: Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> something yeah. like that.
0: So yeah, that's,
2: a, that's why I always when I when I put it out to my social circles, I always put something about guaranteed to offend or something yeah. like
0: that. I usually it's put in parentheses, but. "No, it's not about chemistry." uh the the show title was a play it was a pun that apparently only i get but once i explain to people they go oh yeah okay they don't (laughs) get it
2: a lot with you mark
0: yeah sorry
2: i i'm the one that has to offset that sometimes i have to tell mark that doesn't really make sense. And he goes, well, yeah. Well, if you think about it this way, I go, well, yeah, I know what you're, what you're, where yeah. you're going with it. But <laughs> Mark, I, I have
1: yeah, the I'm, same problem. I'm like, that was so much funnier in my head. <laughs> yeah. Man, if you could come in my head right now, you'd yeah. be having a party. It was so funny.
0: It's <laughs> like if you turn it sideways and look at it in the right light, it's hilarious. Yes, exactly. but most people don't do that. You know, so uh, I don't think like most people, and most people don't think like me. <laughs> and I would say that's a good thing.
2: That's why I love you, Mark.
0: If you want to uh, uh, comment on this show or anything else, maybe, maybe you've got a better title for the show. Uh, I I'm, I'm certainly willing to change that. You can find all that uh, uh ways out uh, opportunities to do that at elementop.com. Particularly the forum section. Go in there, there's a periodic table forum and uh you can talk about boobs and crack and bacon and uh, uh any number of things there. And uh we do appreciate the the uh show topics, the the weird news. As I said uh uh uh, throughout the show several of these uh, topics and and links came to me from other people and that makes my job easier so thank you for that you can now uh, follow us in the various social networks and we'll go around the show uh in a minute and tell you how to do that individually but uh, you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash element uh and go check us out at element so we'll uh, Go around now and tell people how they can contact you each individually so they can take you to task for the dumb things you said. And we'll start with our guest, Corey Knapp. Corey, how can people find you and and contact you?
3: Uh, P-O-R-T-C-O-R-E-Y on Twitter or uh, CoreyTK
0: at gmail.com. All right. Support Corey on Twitter. Yep. All right. Aaron, how about yourself?
1: Just Googles. One meal, one workout. That's the number one, not O-N-E. Number one meal number one workout anything on there you can get
2: to me all right sean uh you can follow me on twitter sean tx uh, that's s-h-a-w-n-t-x uh you can find me on facebook facebook.com slash sean keibel uh find me on google plus uh, under sean keibel as well uh or you can pretty much just google sean keibel and you'll get uh, page after page of interesting stuff about me
0: and they'll pretty much all be him. And my name is Mark Cockrell. If you Google Mark Cockrell, you will find many, many people. Uh, in fact, uh, one of them was recently instated as a middle school principal where a child killed another child. Yeah, those are the things that show up in my vanity search on Google. Uh, that's not me. Um, apparently, there was an astronaut, Mark Cockrell, at some point. Who knew? But There's anyway.
1: a famous musician and yeah. a famous... Uh Artist
0: Aaron Butler, so I'm runned. Yeah. <laughs> However, you can go to markcockrell.com and that is me, or awesome. .org or .net. I own all of them, and they go to the same site. That's my website, or more likely elementopi.com in the chat room or in the uh, forums or at the contact us button. There, all of those things go to me. So,
1: Mark, what would happen if I were to pick my phone up and dial five five nine? I am Opie. What would happen?
0: Well, you would be connected to a Google Voice account that would uh, let you leave a voicemail. It would Google Voice would then email both myself and Sean and say, somebody left you a voicemail. And the odds are I would play it on one of our next shows.
2: Yeah, just if you do call that number, make sure... Uh you have to specify what show you're calling about because that's that's network-wide. So if you were calling to leave a voicemail for Everyday Linux, uh, you know, we've heard these before, Mark, right? Somebody leaves kind of generic, right. hey, I love what you guys are doing, love the show, keep it up, whatever. And we're like, what show was that for? <laughs> well,
1: I, I can see it right now. No, next week on the periodic table, it'll be like, all right, next topic. Um, looks like there's a new kernel for Red Hat. I uh, don't really get the punchline. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wrong (laughs) Wrong voicemail Wrong show Well,
0: I will say this If you just leave a voicemail saying great show I'm going to play it on all of the shows I'm going to assume you meant that on every show we do And you're you're going to get good mileage out of that one All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. For those of you who were listening live on the stream and and in the chat room, we we love having the live audience. We encourage you to do that as well. Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time. Check us out there. And thanks for for being part of the audience. And we love each and every one of you in a perfectly platonic and legal fashion. (laughs) And that ends this episode of The Periodic Table.